0: and welcome back to please like us i am reagan
1: and i'm ophelia johnson
0: all righty and today we have a fantastic guest from the portland area we have the delightful luzer hello welcome thank you for
2: having me this is so exciting i've never done like a podcast before shit
0: luzer what is the origin of your name
2: well, um, it's funny because I changed my name <laughs> quite a few times and finally kind of landed on uh, Luzer. Um, basically, I mean, I was just a big fan of Ace Ventura. Lahu Who za her. Yes. And I, I almost made it like uh, La Who Zahir, but I... I don't know. I kind of liked, I'm also like a big fan of like the glam rock era. So I kind of liked it It was like similar to Lou Reed a little bit. So I don't know. It kind of felt like a rock star name, but like a farce of itself. So I I think it fit pretty well.
1: Mm. I personally like it because I think the spelling that you picked still allows it to be pronounced appropriately so that it's like it is a name, but also... Are you calling yourself a loser you know
2: yes yes (laughs) and i also like um also just as i'm kind of entering like um the femme aspect of performances as well it's nice that lou is also kind of gender neutral um so yeah i enjoy that as well it's a lot of flexibility it's not like one gig you know
1: Mm. you're like now i'm louisa
2: now i'm louisa yeah (laughs)
1: Lou, how long have you been doing this and what is your performance background like outside of being a drag performer?
2: Mm. Well, I was a big theater kid in high school. Like As soon as I was able to, I just dedicated my life to it. Um, So I've always loved, it's funny too because I cannot sing at all. So like I love these musicals and I was like, God, if there was only a way that I could perform these but not have to sing. And then of course I stumbled into the big wide world of drag. So it kind of just fit what I had always kind of been fantasizing about, you know? um so yeah it was really exciting and i feel like you know that's kind of the way for a lot of people when they perform as uh drag royalty like they're just living out a complete fantasy like their own music video so um yeah so that's just kind of what drew me to it and then i started in 2017 um so i was 20 was i around there i was under 21 so like when i started performing i had to perform with like x's on my hands like this one can't drink
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um yeah yeah been been a hot minute mm.
1: yeah personally that's the, also the reason i got into drag too was because theater you have to go there like four or five nights a week and, girl, having a full-time job and doing that, no thank you.
2: <laughs> right. But with drag,
1: it's one night only, girl. One night only. Yes. You know, you know that and, song.
2: <laughs> yes. And the other thing that I appreciate about it, too, is um, I don't know if you've ever been in a show with, like, a really lame uh, director or like or, like, something where, like, it doesn't fit your vision. So that's, again, the beauty of drag is that you create everything top to bottom. Um, so you have no one to blame but yourself, <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> which is good you're and bad. <laughs> the
1: director, you're the producer, you're the customer, yeah. you're you're the makeup artist, you're doing all of it, you know,
2: right, right. So it definitely helps um you know, get whatever you want to across. I always try to like i don't know, sometimes I always view my performances too as kind of like uh, like a musical number, like like i I try to have it like tell a story, so it's yeah, so it's nice to it's nice to have that meld. I think it married well with drag.
0: Hmm. And what would you say um, your performance style or identity is like, do you do things like, let's say genres like humor, dance, etc.? or what can people expect out of a loser performance?
2: Well, um, you know, there's always going to be like, you know, uh, a gag or two. I do love like, comedy i do love making people laugh um but i also sometimes dove a little bit into like a more dramatic performance um something i've done a couple times is uh lady gaga's joe calderon monologue um which she performed it's gonna be 10 years ago in august when uh she she was hosting the mtv awards and and came out as that drag persona you know smoking her cigarettes drinking out of the fucking bottle like Literally going off as this like disgruntled ex lover of Lady Gaga, and you know, there again, there was a funny, there's some funny parts, but that was like full acting, like you saw like pain in his face, and it was just, you know, just so cool. So, so I do like to have that aspect as well. I like to have a bit of the drama, you know, and 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 really telling a character's story from start to finish. Um, so. Yeah, it's a little different, you know, and, and obviously, like, it's it's a good balance because, you know, usually there's not people uh, performing <laughs> dramatic monologues <laughs> between, the, between the CACs. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like my aesthetic. Um, it's, you're definitely always going to get a story and it's usually, um, usually comes across well, <laughs> but sometimes, you know.
1: I want you to full-fledged edit you and I to Lou and I.
2: Lou and I. Lou and I. Oh, I Lou,
1: Lou and I.
2: <laughs> oh my God. I'm writing it down.
1: Writing Thank it you. down. We'll Consider that ten. idea stolen. Oh, you're going to pay me. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> Redacted. Redacted. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so, Lou, our next segment of questions is called our rapid fire round. Are you ready?
2: I, I am. I'm ready. Or,
1: or are you consenting?
2: <laughs> I consent to, Perfect. you know, any rapid action. You go for it. Okay, what is
1: your zodiac sign?
2: Libra, Sun, Leo, Moon, Gemini, Rising.
1: Ooh, the full rigmarole.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to business.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite movie?
2: Valley Girl, <laughs> the nineteen eighty six movie with eighteen uh, year old Nicholas Cage as a like punk rocker from across town. Uh, sorry, <laughs> he can <laughs> steal fire.
1: my national treasure. No, you're fucking.
2: Yes, <laughs> absolutely.
1: What is the worst movie?
2: Oh, oh, my wow. God, I'm, like, struggling with this. I really am. I did fall asleep to 1917. I, You know, I, I it, it's just not my kind of movie. My, I'm not into the war movies, um, but it is cool that it was all in, like, just a couple shots, but not my cup of tea. Mm. I had a nice nap that day in the theater.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the theater. Oh,
2: shit. Yeah, yeah. Boyfriend wasn't the happiest, but, you know, I had a gorgeous nap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what's your favorite book?
2: Um, I have to say uh, Witchcraft for the Solitary Practitioner by Scott Cunningham.
1: Ooh. Mm. Wow, this cool. is unearthing some stuff. I'm excited as I burp into the <laughs> microphone. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite video game?
2: I love Telltale games. Um, ah. So like The Walking Dead. I just got um, the Guardians of the Galaxy because Telltale just got bought. Um, and like, uh, Marvel withdrew their rights, like, uh, Game of Thrones withdrew their rights. So now it's like black market for like the Game of Thrones gardens of the galaxy one. So scored one of the two, super stoked about it. I wow, love to I be paralyzed in one. indecision.
0: Huh? Oh, I didn't know that they made a Gardens one.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah. I just started it and it's nice because it's not, you know, it's not Chris Pratt. It's like, it's like comic book kind of related. And the plot's like just totally off the beaten course. Not that. Spoiler alert, but not that like the timeline isn't already boggled to shit. So (laughs) especially with the Guardians of the Galaxy in particular. So, yeah, just rolling with it. But uh, yeah, as a Libra, I love to just uh, see all the decisions and pause for ten minutes and (laughs) agonize (laughs) over decisions. Mm. Uh, Yeah. And then go back and restart it. So, you know, lots of fun. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, What is you who is your favorite drag performer? Can be famous not famous living dead
2: right oh shit um well um i would i would love gladys bentley uh gladys bentley was a performer in like the 30s so there's some recordings of her um and she just you know there's so much soul and there's just you can kind of hear the freedom in it um and she's like very openly gay and she would like flirt with women in the audience and um I just love, and, and she would sing her own songs and stuff too. So it was a little different from drag, but she would dress, you know, as a man and everything and adopt that persona. So um, that's one. I also really love Hugo Girl in New Zealand. Um, fucking love Hugo Girl. And more locally, um, Mike Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Mike Hawk in New Hampshire. Oh my God, the man, the myth, the legend. Wow, mm.
1: not the first time this person has been said so it's hey true. Mike yeah Mike
0: does it.
2: <laughs> yeah, truly special like in everything in everything truly.
0: uh what was the last TV show you watched?
2: uh crazy ex-girlfriend with Rachel uh, Bloom I I love i live i like literally it's just fun because all of the songs are so satirical and ridiculous like i want to you want to perform all of them so Mm. (laughs) you're so funny
1: so you're telling me I need to watch this to get more content hurt?
2: <laughs> you must. Yeah, it's 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 funny because it's known like literally on the IMDb Trivia. It's the, it's the show with the lowest rated first season to get renewed and then spike up to like, you know, one of the highest, you know, approval and, you know, satisfaction. bits. Oh. it's a really good piece of like they knew what they were doing the whole time. Um, and you know, the first couple seasons set it up really well. So, but anyway, at at the end of the day, if nothing else, if you look through some of the songs, like even without context, they're just hilarious. Like, so yeah, (laughs) Mm. there's a whole, wait, wait, I have one. There's a whole number (laughs) where two of her ex lovers, um, do this whole tap number it's called um we tap that ass all over this house and they literally do this whole tap number and then she's like and they're like where do we finish and she's like please not on my chest and they go on top of her drawer like the chest drawer and, her bedroom yeah. and like scuff it up with their little tap number so it's 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 a very clever fun show so anyway oh i'm not really good at these rapid fire questions i think i went mogalogging there like a super villain
0: oh fine <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, congrats! You just survived our rapid fire question. Oh,
2: yes.
1: (laughs) Reagan's already like moving on to the next thing. I'm like, you completed. Woo, you did it. it. (laughs) So now we're going into long form questions. So you are allowed to ramble as much as you would like.
0: Please
2: pray for these girls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, to listen. Oh, uh, what's your most uh, most embarrassing drag story?
2: Okay, so um, so this is what I was talking about when I was like, sometimes they come across and sometimes I get drunk and things don't go so well. So my first show with um, voulez Vu Burlesque was called Nippelodeon. Um, yeah. And it was the first time that I was performing as a member of the troupe and had like, you know, multiple numbers. And anyway, um, I did this number as Zuko from... <laughs> from Avatar The Last Airbender doing uh, Light My Fire by the doors. Mm. And I got wasted. I was absolutely trashed. And so I went on stage and I was so underprepared for my number. Um, And so I started what I still do as uh, panic cartwheeling, When you don't know your choreography, you don't know the words, you don't know where you are, you just cartwheel and cartwheel and cartwheel and I was just cartwheeling in circles and eventually uh, ran into the wall, cartwheeled against the wall. I have a video of it like splat and then I just fell off the side, (laughs) Uh, brushed it off. But uh yeah, that was a really rough how long is that song? Longer than I thought. It was like <laughs> four minutes of just chaos. So um but I that fit the fiery theme, I feel, but that's uh that's a video I, I do cringe when I watch again.
0: But. Oh God. <laughs> I just remember, because, what's it, for Sasha, Cat Bray, we used to get free drinks, and I was, like, the host, and I just, like, had a lot of nerves, so I would drink, and, like, someone took a video of someone else's performance, but you see me for a couple seconds, like, introing them, and I never thought I was getting, like, that drunk, and then you just hear me go, I'm playing with some of the things, Angelina Summers, I was like, oh.
1: (laughs) What was your first drag performance like?
2: So the first drag performance was um, the USM Royal Majesty Drag Show. Um, Me too. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It was like the biggest thing, you know, like then, or, or it felt like it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like a pageant. It was like super fun. Uh, so I performed Shiny uh, from Moana. Moana and. Yes. Um, Yeah, it was fun. That's still one of my favorite numbers. And I definitely made the most props for it. Like, I definitely want to go back to making cod pieces. But um, anyway, yeah, I made this, like, big bejeweled cod piece. But it was literally, like – so it was, like – not a jock shop, the cup the athletic cup yeah. um, and then I literally went to goodwill and just bought a bunch of cheap chains and just like was wiring it all together into this weird like belted thing so obviously it rusted and fell apart um but and then I also had this uh hat reveal that I enjoyed and kind of want to revisit again too where um because the character tomatoa uh he's like this c- crab that uh collects shiny things and collects them on top of his shell so i had this bowler hat with uh you know just stuff again goodwill <laughs> filled the bag with anything shiny and uh hot glued it all onto the top of the hat so i had a top hat on top and revealed to this like big jeweled kind of oh
1: love center. that. like little fascinator moment yeah,
2: yeah 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 the reveal so it was um that was a lot of fun um yeah, and I performed that a couple times after until the uh, cod piece fell apart. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that was my first performance. It was really great. Um. Yeah, it was a blast. Can
0: I ask you something? Oh one God. U.S.M. drag performer to another. How'd you yes. do?
2: I uh, placed second.
0: Yes. I did yes. not place either time because I really bombed one time and then I somewhat bombed. <laughs>
2: So. No, well, it's 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 a lot, and it's weird to be on like that catwalk. You know, it's not like a normal stage, and it's not like, you know, you don't have a lot of room. And then it's also kind of weird because you have like the audience behind you, and then the audience way far ahead. So, you know, it's definitely like a lot if you're not going to run through the crowd. And then even if you run through the crowd, the people who you're not running by <laughs> immediately are just staring at a blank stage. So, yeah,
0: oh my God. A weird kind of venue. It, it was my first oh my god it was my first real stage and it was 800 people that first time so like i had no experience so like it was bad
2: (laughs) yeah it was a lot no i totally feel you i watched the video of it and i'm like barely moving and just you can like totally see the sensory overload Mm. but it's
1: the lack of like collecting tips that you just instantly like that venue you instantly just have to be a good performer it's like if you're not it's there's no hiding it because there's no like, yes. I can't just like walk to people's hands and collect money. I have to literally like try.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you have to sit in it. <laughs> oh, God. Sit stew. Just sit in it.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, strangest thing to ever happen to you, supernatural, just weird coincidence, etc.
2: This I agonize over because I don't think anything interesting has happened to me in my life. (laughs) I so wish, I so wish there was like, oh, I miss this, you know, I miss this thing or, or you know, something crazy happened or I feel something in the room. My sister, my sister really uh, got a lot of the supernatural tendencies. She used to see like people, like full on like Haunting of Hill House, like saw people like multiple times in her childhood. Um, So it was nice because all my family, uh, like prayed prayed for her a lot and like prayed to protect her, which I do think kind of helped her a lot. She's actually had. <laughs> let's get my sister on here. Let me put her on. <laughs> let me FaceTime her. <laughs> let's add but, her in. Right, literally, but but she's had some crazy times where she's been in three car accidents. Where the first, uh, the first one she died for like five minutes and they brought her back, and then um the latest one she like broke her spines <laughs> and she she's doing a lot better like she it, is well now she was in a brace for months and months but she's definitely someone who has like a definite like blessing protection <laughs> around her um yeah and and she's super into all the supernatural stuff so you know i'll, I'll give you guys her number <laughs> for the next time
1: <laughs> right damn But like That's part of bad. the Zer family
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Ladies are,
1: um, what, what's your favorite performance you've ever seen?
2: So, uh, kind of more like a string of performances. Um, two, two separate things came to mind for me. Uh, one of them is, uh, right before the, both of these actually happened right before, um, you know, March, 2020, Uh, I was in this show called Screw Loose and Fancy Free, and it was literally a show where all of the performers had mental illness and were performing about mental illness. Um, So, of course, every single one was so personal and so um, artistic. I remember like uh, Cinnamon Maxine – You know, um, like literally was performing entire scenes, like set up a stage, you know, talk about drama, like and then the table, like where, you know, they're doing all these drugs and, um, you know, kicking over chairs like it was just this really raw performance. Um, And then I remember their, their second number was really about like transcending it and transcending the drug addiction and like had the big, beautiful like wings where they look like ethereal, you know, beings, and so um, that one, that whole, again, like, the whole show, just everyone telling their story in a different way uh, was really cool. Um, I remember, because it was so raw, and I remember I did this, like, (laughs) It's like just I was I was like the comedic relief basically. I did this like whole Cheech and Chong number because I was like, oh, like I use marijuana as my medicine like for my mental illnesses. So I did this whole like number with these two fat blunts made out of like toilet paper rolls and like twisted them on my nipples and shit. So (laughs) meanwhile, there was me. (laughs) Um, But no, so that entire show was really cool. And then another performance that comes to mind because I will never shut up about it till the day I die. I think it was pre-Clam's Casino, but I remember Lindsay Miller um, was performing at the Flask Lounge. Again, this was like, I I looked at the date, actually. It's like literally March 10th or something. It was right before everything shut down. And um, she literally, so she came in and her uh, wedding dress from the previous marriage was dyed uh, black. And she... She's saying sorry, not sorry. And she's saying all these. She just like performed a one woman show and she was like monologuing into the mic between like all of the numbers, you know, about everything she was going through. And it was just, it just felt like you were watching a Broadway show. Like it was very like. Kind of like Hedwig, like it just in the sense of like this deterioration, like, you know, like that, like breaking down and, and, and coming back so much stronger. Like there was literally like a whole show that was like unfolding as she just like kind of opened up her soul and like bled to everyone there in the most beautiful way. And and oh, my God, me and my friends all still talk about it, because, again, I just feel like theater really tries to create those raw moments, but you can't create them. You know, you just have to. You just have to, sometimes it just, you know, everything builds up and you have this, you have this option to just really let everything out. And that's what makes like a real performance. No holding back, no hesitation, just everything. And that's really what she gave. So, you know. Um, I'm just a huge fan of her. I'm so, so glad she's performing. Um, I we just did the oh yeah, we just did um you were there. Hi, <laughs> you I was there. there. We we were at the uh, the drag brunch at Peaks Island and oh my god, everyone was amazing. Um yeah, so those are just some performances I think about at three in the morning when I can't sleep. So
0: <laughs> those are amazing. Both oh my god, because I hadn't heard about like Lindsay doing that, and that's like like and I also, cathartic.
2: Yeah, it was so, like, in the dyed black wedding dress. And I say Lindsay because, you know, that was her. That wasn't clams. That wasn't, like, any, any anything but her in that moment and sharing it with everyone. And it I, it was just so special. And again, like, obviously, that can never be repeated, ever. So it was just a very special thing. And it was just very... You know, inspiring as an artist to just be like, you know, here I am. Here's here's what's up and just rocking it the whole time. You know, flawless voice, like gorgeous, mm. you know, like just walking art. That one.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> I'm so gay. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Ooh, getting hot here. I love
0: it. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is one of the worst dates you've been on?
2: Ooh, a bad date. Um, well, besides my wedding date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, so, when I had just started to be in a, agreed to be like in a polyamorous relationship, open relationship, it was my first time meeting someone online who wasn't, you know, my first boyfriend from high school. Um, met him on OKCupid, did not ask as many questions as I should have. Um, and then I got to his house, and it was like everything you see horrific memes about online, like, bare mattress like no sheet no like on the floor and you can't even see the floor because it's covered in garbage and i literally like i literally it was like a studio but like you could see into the kitchen and i swear i literally turned my head to the kitchen and a swarm of fruit flies just erupted like from a volcano out of this man's disgusting sink
0: like it's the amityville horror
2: Yes, literally. It was a cursed home that I went in. Maybe that's the supernatural occurrence in my (laughs) life. This man was just a demon (laughs) who lured me into this horrific house. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty rough. You're like, Um,
0: you're trying
1: to get another partner? How do you keep the first one? Oh, my God.
2: Right? Good God. Yeah. So... uh, escaped out of that one with my life thank god but uh yeah learned to ask a lot more questions maybe do like a facetime snapchat just something where you can scope out the digs in the background you know it's like oh my god it's like speaking of video games like in sims 2 when uh there was so much trash that the flies eat you alive it was literally (laughs) that like barely escaped with my life
0: (laughs) Uh, imagine going to sleep in a room like that where you know that there's a bunch of flies swarming
2: Right, I mean, God. You
0: I live alone. Friend, I love life? the
1: feel of flies landing on me in the <laughs> night. <laughs> yes, that was. It makes me, me feel warm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grandmother.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's no sheet, no nothing. So you needed some way to keep warm.
1: <laughs> Raw dog in it, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lou, oh, recommend us something. Literally anything. TV shows, uh, beauty products, podcasts, anything.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, along with uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, as to someone who likes musicals, um, I know this is a little controversial, but I really enjoyed um, Bo Burnham's Inside. Um, I've been watching it over and over. And I was not a fan. I, well, not that I wasn't a fan. I just didn't really look into Bo Burnham's work at all. So I just saw this, you know, this thing that is somebody's, you know, um, account of the pandemic from, I think it was filmed from March, 2020 to, um, April of this year. And so it was just truly like a very clever, but like, definitely like a descent into madness kind of thing. Um, but you know, from it again, again, you know, this, I just feel like it's a very, um, raw piece of art where, you know, this, this guy's being very transparent about his, you know, his mental illnesses and you know his his all time lows and stuff like that. And then, meanwhile, there's like you know super silly fun songs, especially in the beginning, um, like about a a, a white woman's Instagram, like just yes, yes and, yeah, good. yeah, I heard like that it's, one. I, it's so good. And then and then there's that bit of like seriousness in it, like when it and even when you watch it, it's it's gorgeous, like just from a filmography standpoint. This person in one room each scene is incredibly different like colors like from the lights and like the positioning and the, the moods the vibes the songs are all different like it's a very complex and um very interesting just again piece of art just to, to reflect that period of time that we all lived through um so that's something that I've been uh, not shutting up about to my <laughs> friends and like I'll, <laughs> I'll be like the song's only two minutes like just listen to it um, so I really enjoy it. And I would love to like do some of those songs in drag too. So that's always something we're always low key listening for when we hear songs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know that vibe.
0: Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Only
1: reason I listen to the radio is because I have to stay <laughs> I have to stay current.
0: I'm like you, yes.
2: Rose.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, what's your biggest pet, peeve?
2: Um she- it's going to sound petty. <laughs> um, I just – I get frustrated when I just hear people picking apart each other's – you know, each other's kind of – there's a difference of like, you know, um, you know, I would do this. I would do that. Um, but it's different to like really tear down like, you know, someone's shoes or, or like something being cheap or like someone not looking right at, for your opinion. Like, I don't know. I just wish – we would see a lot more of like, oh, someone's struggling, let me help or let me mind my business rather than like um, really just sp- spreading negativity and just kind of like picking on weaker ones. Sometimes it feels that way, like um, in groups of humans in general, you know, like at, whether it be at work or like at a drag show or whatever, like um, just really like hate, hatefulness really just kind of irks me you know when it's unnecessary and it's like you know if you're it's like it's like uh, that thing people say like if you can fix it in like five minutes you know then say something and help it or just don't say anything at all like mind your business because you know you don't know how hard someone's struggling like you know just that kind of stuff and
1: it's also hard to deal with the balance of is it actually a mistake or is it a creative choice you know like maybe that's what they want you know
2: right yes I totally agree and and if everyone looked the same oh my god how fucking boring would the performances be you know you want people to look very different and you want people to make those weird choices and sometimes as a performer too you're you can't like let go of something or move on from something until you've done it and you've seen like okay this doesn't work like you know whether it be a number or 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 you know a costume choice or a makeup choice like you know how are you gonna figure it out if you don't do it and You know, there's a way to be nice about it. There's a way to, like, you know, let someone know, Mm. you know, maybe you want to. Oh my god! If I had a fucking dollar for every time someone's like, "Maybe you should blend. Maybe you should blend just a little that contour," and I'm like, "Thank you." You know, like I, even if it's like a creative choice, like there's just a way to be nice about Correct. it, and then there's a way to not be. So,
1: <laughs> would you like my opinion? No. Right. Okay, I'm gonna walk away. Okay, you perfect. Know, like-
2: yes, yes. <clears throat> you look amazing. Great work. You know, like. Oh it- God. <laughs> And especially, like, with drag in particular, do you know how much fucking guts it – obviously we do – do you know how much (laughs) guts it takes to create something, a persona, and your costume, and your performance, and your music, and everything from the ground up, and then go on stage and and really, like, try to have that vulnerability? You can't have that vulnerability unless you, like, feel – safe and you feel like understood and you feel like people are looking at you to see what you're doing, not looking at you to cut you down or be a dick because then that just is a total party foul. You know what I mean? It's just mm, yeah, lame I sauce. Feel so feel yeah, pet peeve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I loved it. Best rant. Uh, so for our outro, let's uh, so what is your next gig or would you like to plug an upcoming project? If neither of those apply, would you like to uh, share your Instagram with us?
2: I mean, I think I can say I, I do have some stuff brewing uh, on the six hundred block, which is fun. Um, I uh, up on Congress Street um, <laughs> for the for the non locals. Um, is
0: it where uh, I think it is?
2: I party a lot at um, Gino's. Gino's right down the road where Cat um, just uh, bought it, and she's getting back into performances. Um, so there are talks about different shows there, and I oh my God, I would die to do like a rock show. Me and um, my, yeah, me and my drag daddy, uh, Simon Says, always dream of like a rock show called 12 Angsty Men and just really like fucking (laughs) give it dude.
0: Like live that
2: that angsty punk rock pop fucking garbage fantasy. So yeah, because I mean like emo nights are super popular and stuff like that. Like it's such an aesthetic. So um, yeah, and there's been a really cool, blend there of um you know like the punks and the queer community which you know what's more punk rock than drag so mm. um, i'm super excited about that there should be some stuff coming out uh from gino soon so yeah
0: i'm excited
2: i know i'm super stoked um and uh my instagram is uh at that lose air that lose air
0: that that <laughs> very that yeah mm. Alrighty, and if you want to follow us, I'm at the Reagan White on Instagram. And I am at the, but the, no,
1: that's yours. I am at Ophelia underscore drag. And please follow us at Please Like Us
0: Pod on Instagram as well. Thank you okay. so much for listening. And thank you so much, Luzaire, for being interviewed. Oh,
2: thank you. Uh, what a yes. delight.
0: Thank you.
1: It's been real. It's been fun. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Please like us. We want you to please like us. We hope you will please like us.